My name is John Machado, and this is the Gunpowder Plot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. And I'm feeling a little nostalgic. Why? Because I uh, listened to some 311 this morning and some Incubus. And who stopped at this intersection first? All right, I'll go. Fuck it. Yeah, kiss my ass, homeboy. Any hizzle? Um, yeah, so I take the boy to school, and we tend to, uh, after we watch Stranger Things, we kind of got on a kick. He really likes listening to the 80s hits, you know, that, that his dad grew up with. Because <laughs> um, if for some reason you haven't seen Stranger Things, uh, it takes place in the 1980s. I think the first season is 1983 and then 8045. Um, but anyway, so uh, I, I kind of wanted to change it up because we've been uh, listening to that channel on, on Pandora and it's just like they keep playing the same fucking 10 songs. It's, I'm like, dude, there's hundreds of songs from the 80s that were good. Um, but anyway, so I turn it on my thumbprint and... Uh, I think the first 311 song that I heard, oh fuck, what was it? Um, oh fuck. Anyway, it was a 311 song, and then I uh, turned on the 311 channel. I missed my boys, and uh, we started listening to you know their songs. Incubus came on, uh, Smashing Pumpkins. So these are all songs that I was listening to over 20 years ago, and. Um, my, my son knew quite a few of them because uh, because since he's been born, um, I was playing all of the 311 albums um, throughout. So he knows them. Uh, that's a that's a point for dad in the good dad department, having him listen to uh, good shit. <laughs> but um, it I mean it was kind of reminding me. And it's funny because even last night, like we're we're watching all of the 311 movies, um, 311 movies, all of the, uh, <laughs> lethal weapon movies, it sounds like it rhymes, anyway, um, and I noticed something last night, like, we were watching it, and it's after Murtaugh, if, uh, we're on, th um, Lethal Weapon 3, and Murtaugh's son, who's Danny Glover, his son, um, is like hanging out with some gangsters. And if you remember, it's, it's the one where they have the cop killer bullets, which are like bullets with these red tipped bullets. Anyway, um, and Murtaugh, it's the one where Murtaugh kills his son's friend. And doesn't know it, right? Because he gets in a shootout. But uh, anyway, it, there's a point where uh, Riggs, played by Mel Gibson, he calls uh, looking for Murtaugh at his house and uh, Riggs, or I'm sorry, Murtaugh's wife answers. And in the background, you can see Murtaugh's son and daughter at the table, like, you know, doing homework. Well, the daughter has on a shirt. And I only noticed it right as the scene ended, and I had to rewind it. And I didn't really want to, like, have my son know what I was doing. And he's like, why? I was like, oh, I just wanted to see if that was his son. Which I guess was a bit of a white lie. Because the daughter's shirt had on um, pro-choice. It was a white shirt with big black letters that went across her breasts that said pro-choice. And I was just like, is that, you know, it's, I mean, I don't want to, I, I, I've talked about it before where like people in the conspiracy research realm can look too far into things. If you watch the movie with Jim Carrey, uh, the number 23, 
you'll kind of know what I'm talking about where like people begin to look for things uh, where it's not. You know, you'll, you'll see conspiracy theories where they're not. Um, however, uh, I do know that, that it, and maybe not so much subliminal messaging, but at the same point, subliminal messaging has been going on for a long time. And that was one that I kind of caught last night, and it was in a fucking movie that was, when was that out? Late 90s? Early 2000s? I think it was late 90s. Um, but it even goes that far back, where it's like, you wouldn't really notice it back then, you know, that it's like these small little, yeah, subliminal messages that are, are there, that you didn't really know that you saw, but that you saw, you know? Um, and in that one being pro-choice, which is, it was just odd to me because it's Mel, it's a Mel Gibson movie. And I feel like he was a bigger star than Danny Glover in the, sh in the show itself. And not only that, but throughout, uh, that movie they're talking about, I mean, uh, back in those days, um, you know, they were actually trying to tackle something that I thought was good, which was, um, uh, gang violence right cuz uh, after after the kid gets killed and Danny Glover goes to uh, the funeral and the and the the mom of the dead kid smacks him which it wasn't his fault he didn't know who the fuck was shooting at him and he shot and killed him um, but then they start chasing down you know the friends the other friends of this kid and uh, Danny Glover's putting that gun that that the kid shot at him with and all these other people's faces and shit and um but they really kind of make the argument of like, we need to get these guns off the street. I remember there's the, there's a conversation between Riggs, played by Mel Gibson, and uh, the love interest in there. Which, by the way, that chick, she was in a movie with Guy Pierce, not Guy Pierce, uh, Pierce um, Brosnan. Uh, it was the one where Pierce Brosnan was a uh, like a, a paint or a, a painting thief or whatever, like a high high money thief, whatever, um, and she's got a hell of a body on her, not the best looking face, but holy shit, she's got a nice body, anyway, uh, but they're talking, and they're talking about how they need to get the guns off the streets, and they were supposed to destroy this gun that this kid used to shoot at, at Murtaugh Riggs, um, and the, the message there, and this is what I was talking about when it comes to guns, is uh, that we were in, in many ways indoctrinated to believe that we need to get the guns off the street. There needs to be no guns. And it's not that I'm advocating for gang violence by any means, but it's it's uh, essentially trying to get rid of a bigger issue or a bigger, yeah, bigger issue by way of the government um, and getting you to believe using this other negative uh, stereotype, I guess, but negative issue and gang violence in order to absorb into it that we need to just get it's the problem is the guns we need to get the guns off the street the problem is the guns no the problems the problem was gangs the problem with gangs is that uh it's a lack of fathers you know what i mean they don't really obviously go into that they don't really touch on that but that was that's the issue with gangs right a whole bunch of little boys being raised by uh, single parent households that come together in gangs and then they start coming through to play the father role for all of these boys giving giving these these boys um, without fathers a father figure in the gang or in you know a sense of uh, uh, family 
uh, from these gangs. That was the problem. And, you know, the government, which, uh, and even the entertainment industry in, in, in the sense of, of these movies, worked with the government in order to impose this, uh, this ideal, their ideal, out to us, which indoctrin in turn indoctrinated us. To believe, like I said, for me, I grew up uh, with this understanding that guns were bad and that people sh not all people should have guns. Um, and that really you should only have guns if you're a hunter. And, and I grew up hunting. You know, I grew up in a family that hunted. So I, I felt I never really had too much of, a, of a, uh, an understanding that, uh, that guns were necessarily bad because, you know, I grew up hunting. But I was also indoctrinated or at least uh, within the realm of that indoctrination. Uh, shit, I remember, what was it, second or third grade? I remember being on the bus with this rich kid. Um, who said, we don't believe in guns. I remember the first time I heard that. I was like eight or nine. And I go, what the fuck do you mean you don't believe in guns? I didn't necessarily say fuck, but I was like, what do you mean you don't believe in guns? Like, I have one. Like, we have them. How do you not believe in this thing that's like, right, I can go to and show you. <laughs> it's there. What do you mean you don't believe in them? So, um, you know, some kids were, effect were, were indoctrinated with it and it took effect. Also in all of that, and I know I've, I've shit on 311 for this before, but they've got a gun, I'm sorry, they've got a song um, titled Guns Are For Pussies, in which they talk about uh, in this song, um, obviously, that guns are for pussies. So they were, uh, it, it stuck with them as well, that, uh, you know, having a gun uh, is for pussies. Now, um, you know, the, the, the mindset in that was, you know, fight. It, it, it was uh, that, you know, boys grow up and, and get in fights. And there was an issue, uh, especially with gang violence, where instead of fighting fair, instead of fighting with your fists, that pussies would bring guns and shoot people instead of just fucking settling it like men. So to a degree, uh, 311 is right. However, to the bigger issue of uh, the Second Amendment and, and people having a right to protect themselves with guns, um, that's wrong. And what's wrong is, is saying that people shouldn't be able to have guns. No, everybody, uh, by way of the law and the law of the land, is that people should have guns. So when, it, when I say that everybody uh, should be able to have a gun, uh, it's not that I'm trying to um, to say that I support gang violence and shit like that. I'm not saying that at all. In fact, I'm very much against that. But, you know, it takes wisdom. It takes uh, understanding that we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can own guns and understand that also gang violence and doing drive-by shootings and, and instead of settling things like real men, uh, you know, using guns to do so... Uh, is pussy, right? That takes a bit of understanding and all of that. But I just thought it was interesting that now that, you know, I'm, I'm re-watching these movies of old of, you know, 20 years ago, uh, 20 to 30 years ago, <coughs> that they were, they were um, subliminally uh, trying to indoctrinate people with these ideas in order to turn them, uh, turn us against our own rights, our own self-interests, 
Um, and they were pretty fucking successful in doing so because now we find ourselves and where we're at. Which is kind of a side note. Um, there is some shit going on in the Democrat Party right now uh, with Biden and Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi uh, has demanded that, that the uh, nuclear codes be given over to the Democrats, which yeah, I don't know about all that. Uh, I think it was last night or the night before uh, Biden um, gave the green light for an attack in Syria at a uh, um, Iranian uh, base. You want to call it that? Stronghold or something like that. Um, and so you can see that the Democrats, the, the Democrats that at one point, and I think it was just, it was it was maybe something more more attuned to an opportune time or an oper or or a, a point of opportunity that they sided with um, being against the wars. I mean, I, I could be completely off on this, but it's more so in the sense of the Democrats have, have throughout history, for the most part, been anti-war, right? Um, but when their people are in, when you have Clinton and you have Obama and now the usurper and Biden that are all in, uh, the Democrats aren't really speaking out against war. They didn't say shit about the drone strikes and the, the ongoing wars um, while Obama was in, uh, Clinton was in, and you didn't you didn't hear a lot of Democrats having much of a problem with um, uh, having having conflicts across uh, what was the one in Croatia? I could be off on that one, um, but during during Clinton's time. So, I don't know how much they're against war, you know. Uh, they were very vocal about being anti-war when Bush was in power, but, you know, it's the other team. The other the other team has power at that point, so they're going to be against them um, no matter what they do. And you can see that clearly when, uh, when, um, Trump was in office, and it and it didn't matter what he did, you know. Uh, and Trump, uh, as I'm reading now, as I'm I'm doing some research, especially on on Yemen and the shit that went on uh, through 2017 and through 2018 in Yemen and uh, uh, and whatnot. I mean, even then, I I don't know if the left just didn't know about it. Most people didn't know about it. I didn't know about it until Dave Smith was talking about it, um, and I guess he went on to uh, Rogan's show. Um, and talked in depth about uh, the atrocities that happened in Yemen. Uh, I think I heard somewhere around 13,000 people, civilians, had, had been killed uh, in strikes, and that's a, that's a serious strike against Trump. Um, that being said, that was something that um, was inherited from the Obama administration. So it's not that Trump started it, but you know, Trump uh, essentially took the handcuffs off uh, uh, military operations. Uh, and that is to say what the military leaders did. And uh, the military leaders, oddly enough, it's, it's almost like when, when guys go through the ranks and the higher up they get, the more fucking pro-big government they become. And, you know, the more they, they feel a necessity to go to war in order to give uh, reasoning behind why 
they need to, to continue on with the three trillion a year. No, I'm sorry, not three trillion. How much is it? A trillion a year in in military spending every year. And it's almost the same way in in government contracts to where uh, if you don't spend it all, then you get a reduction uh, in the money that's that's uh, allocated to your thing, much like uh, you know grants and whatnot. If you don't spend it all, you're not going to get as much next year, and, and there may not even be an, an increase. And, and uh, as I said, this is more so to, to speak out against the the military's top brass as opposed to uh, the soldiers. Right? Soldiers follow orders. From who? Top brass. So, it was just kind of a, a it's, it's interesting to see that that's what's, what's been going on. That's what's going on um, with, with Biden and his administration. A month in, and you have Nancy Pelosi demanding the, uh, the, the nuclear codes. And to be given to an entire po uh, a, a, a political party is a bit ridiculous. But maybe even she realizes that Biden is is uh, incapable of, of performing the duties of president because of his uh, mental decline. You know, maybe maybe she realizes like how fucking serious it's become and having a, 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 a senile old man in there. You know, and that maybe she thinks that. <laughs> The Democrats, maybe, maybe we can avoid going to, you know, maybe, maybe it's such a fucking, such a degree of danger that it can uh, come back on, on her and, and the rest of them as well. And so maybe that's why uh, she's demanding those codes from, uh, from Biden. So, uh, and yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's already starting strikes now. You know, it's 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 to try to not be hypocritical in the sense that Trump uh, uh, had some retaliatory drone strikes or or, or missile strikes um, in in a, in a few places in the Middle East. Uh, they were supposed to be retaliatory, and uh, I guess last night it was supposed to be retaliatory as well. So. Um, I don't have a problem with if somebody does something to us as a country that we respond to that. But then again, I don't know how true that is. Even with Trump, even with the retaliatory strikes and, and uh, killing, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Um, the, uh, I don't know, Al-Qaeda or, or Syrian or fucking Iranian uh, top guy, you know. How much of that can you really trust? And it's not to say that I'm putting that on Trump as much as it is the the intelligence agencies that have claimed these things. Um, but you know, overall, the fact of the matter is, we need to get out of the Middle East. We need to get out of of other people's shit. Because I can tell you right now, if fucking Iran was over here uh, fucking with us, they're sending fucking drone strikes in on the United States military. They fucking killed my kids. They killed people that I love. You know what I'm doing? I'm fucking, I'm going after them. I'm looking for revenge. So with a lot of people in the Middle East who have been affected by uh, U.S. foreign policy, um, you really can't. And it, you know how much I can't stand Islam, right? And these are uh, Muslim-majority countries. But I can still understand, certainly, that, you know, U.S. intervention and shit uh, on... on uh, uh, for 
for other countries, you know, for allies and, and whatnot, um, that has resulted in bombings and drone strikes that have that have killed their family. It's you can understand why people would become radicalized over there to say, all right. I want to go and, and hurt the United States. I want revenge for them taking away my son or my daughter or my brother or my friend or father or mother, whatever it may be. You can certainly understand that. As much as there may be some, uh, certainly Republicans that don't want to admit that that's the case, that they want to say more so that it's because, well, Islam, uh, you know, Islam isn't uh, compliant with the Western world and they just hate us because we're free. Ah, is that the case, or is it more so to do with, um, you know, what we've done over there and what we've taken away from people over there that's radicalized them, which I think is more so the case, um, although it may, it may still be true that, yes, uh, Islam um, wants to conquer the world. You've seen that in uh, many a many a imam, which is their, the, the Muslim equivalent to a uh, priest, um, and them um, over there who, you know, have been radicalizing uh, a many a Muslim uh, into believing that they need to conquer the entire world, that there will be no peace from the quote-unquote religion of peace until all people are Muslim. So um, it's just kind of interesting to, to, to think about, you know, what could be the the source of radicalization. I, like I said, I think it, it has more to do with, um, you know, the opportunity of, of using someone who's been hurt, uh, through loss and, in uh, and, and turning them into a radical as opposed to just, uh, their, their, uh, faith, uh, that would lead to that, which, you know, there, there is still an argument for, um, that being in a, a, um, an inevitability, I suppose. So anyway, I'm at my uh, destination. I hope you enjoyed this bit of uh, content. I hope it maybe you uh, understand the nostalgia of what I started with um, and also see that, uh, you know, these uh, somewhat uh, subliminal messages have been, an indoctrination has been going on for quite some time and understand what I'm kind of saying about that. So anyway, be accountable, be responsible, don't be liberal.